What is up, everybody? It is Zach from App Premier Soccer Investing coming at you with yet another Slap Socks FC YouTube video. Let's get into it. There's a couple players that might be still be on the move before the transfer window closes at the end of the month. Those are uh, Robert Lewandowski. It's been rumored to be seeking a possible move away from Bayern Munich, though I don't find this scenario likely to happen. I think he will stay at Bayern for at least this year. But if he were to move, the most likely team he'd be to go to would be one of the two Manchester clubs who both are seeking out a true number nine, and that is what Lewandowski is, and he's one of the best in the world at it. Mbappe, as we all know, year left on his contract, rumored uh, interest with uh, Real Madrid, but it looks like he's going to play out his PSG contract and then go from there. Whether he signs a new contract at PSG or goes to a club like Madrid, we do not know. Just a quick update. Real Madrid made a 160 million euro bid to PSG. As of right now, PSG have declined. Their official position is that there's no chance they let Mbappe go for less than what, than what they paid for him from Monaco in 2017, which was 220 million euros, and I doubt Real Madrid will pay that money. I think it is best for all parties if uh, Mbappe sees out the last year of his contract out at PSG. For Mbappe, it gives him a great chance to win the UCL. It's good for PSG because the whole reason the, that – the ownership bought that club was for the prestige of winning the Champions League, and they haven't done it yet, and it's going on a decade now, and they're really close, obviously, with the signing of Messi and everyone else they made, and if they keep Mbappe, I think they can do it. And then for Real Madrid purposes, they can get Mbappe on a free transfer next summer and use the money that they would have paid for him for this summer to rebuild their squad along with Mbappe next summer. Because even if you put Mbappe into that team, that's not a Champions League winning team. I don't even think that's a La Liga winning team. So it looks like even with that crazy bid from Real that Mbappe will play out this season for PSG and then we'll go from there. But obviously a transfer to Real Madrid would look likely after that. And then James Rodriguez probably will leave Everton at some point this year. Uh, he was really only there because of the manager, Carlo Ancelotti, but Ancelotti's back at Real Madrid now. So he doesn't really want to be in Everton anymore, but does Everton – get rid of him before the transfer window closes. Not super likely. More likely could be like a loan in the winter, but we'll see. More transfer news. And this is a, a cool one for people who really follow the Bundesliga. You know how good this player is. Is that uh, Atletico Madrid are pretty close to signing a Mateus Cunha from Hertha Berlin. He's a, he's a true number 10 Probably not great for Zhao Felix investors because he probably will supplant Felix's role in the team as the number 10, the creative force type of player. But Cunha, the Brazilian, he is quality. He was the best player on uh, Hertha Berlin side last year that, well, wasn't great. Did take some big name scalps here and there. He's a lot of quality, a lot of technical ability can dribble he's a goal scorer he's going to be fun to watch at atletico and they have a squad that looks to defend their la liga title and should he move there he'll probably play a big part in that so he's one to watch i 
think, don't quote me on this, I think it's rookies in 2019 top score in Bundesliga too. Want to look out for on that also. And then uh, there's been a lot of rumors about Cristiano Ronaldo, whether he's staying at Juventus for this year or going or not. And this is what the Juventus vice president, Paulo Nedved, said that Ronaldo will stay. So it seems like he's going to play at least one more year in Turin, and then who knows, goes to Paris, goes back to United, hell, even goes to the MLS. We shall see. But for at least this year, at least, he looks to be staying in Turin and playing for Juventus. Another Juventus player who could be on the move, Weston McKenney, been rumored of a lot of transfer interest from either Tottenham or Bayern Munich are the two favorites right now. We'll see what happens. The one thing working for him, especially in regards to a move to Tottenham, is uh, the sporting director that brought him to Juventus is Fabio Patrici, who's now the sporting director at Tottenham. And so he might want to bring in one of his guys who's performed really, really well and would be a hit commercially for Spurs too, should they sign McKenney. So that he has that working for him as well. Uh, I still don't think he moves. I think he's really important to that Juventus team. I don't think they sell him, but... It's silly season, so who knows? Then more, this is like a little bit of an American news roundup. This isn't great. Uh, Christian Pulisic tested positive for COVID. And so it's, should he get back in the 10 days after isolation and all that? It puts him on a tight schedule to be ready to go for the World Cup qualifiers for the U.S. in the beginning of September. What could be a likely scenario is the U.S. has three World Cup qualifying games in one week. Maybe he misses the first one as he gets back to fitness and then plays the next two or something. We'll see. But hopefully he's back in the group in time. If not, that could create an opening for this guy, Conrad De La Fuente, who's had a really strong start to his career at Marseille, playing in the team, putting in good performances. The, the manager likes him, as you can see, with him saying, Conrad is a young player with little experience. He's played a lot with Barca B. His qualities and characteristics become important. He is a young difference who ma- he's a young player who makes a difference offensively. He fits well in the system. It's always good to hear when you, your manager saying you fit in the system that you make a difference in the team. Hopefully, he can continue to push on at Marseille and really establish himself as a first first name on the team sheet type of player and really push for a spot in the U.S. Uh, men's national team roster. And then another American player who's had a good start to the season, Gio Reyna was the best player for Dortmund uh, in their loss this past weekend. Six key passes, their most dangerous player. He and Holland are looking to form a burgeoning relationship. He looks strong, and if Pulisic is out for the U.S., he's really going to be the guy that has to step up, and by his performances so far, you'd expect him to do so. Now, moving on to what happened in the uh, Ojas over European football this week. Serie A started. Tammy Abraham, the... New boy for Roma with two assists in their 3-1 win over Fiorentina. Good result for them and Mourinho as they get off to a good start in Serie A. And Juventus stumbled out of the gates. Ronaldo did not start this game. He came off the bench in the 70th minute and scored what he thought was a 90-plus-5 minute winner goal. Took off his shirts, wild celebrations, only to be rolled marginally offside by VAR, leaving Juventus to draw. Udinese 2-2, which is especially funny because Udinese looks like they're wearing knockoff Juventus kits, yet they still were managed to uh, draw them. And then over in La Liga, Barcelona tied Athletic uh, uh, Athletic Bilbao. Depay's 
been their best player so far this season. Not a surprise. He's really filling that messy role in this team. Obviously not to the same level that Messi is because no one can replicate that, but he's doing a pretty good job over there and he should continue to have a strong season for Barca. And then Real Madrid, Vinicius Jr. Spectacular game with the brace, crazy game, wild comeback for Madrid. Bale in the goals, back, back in the goals for Madrid, which would have been in a crazy sentence to say a year or two ago when Zidane was still the manager, but that's how it is now in Madrid. Moving over to the Premier League, City uh, responded after their loss to Tottenham, beating uh, Big Six whipping boys Norwich 5-0. Jack Grealish scoring on his home debut for City in front of a half-full stadium. <laughs> City, it's City. But good performance for Grealish. He he looked to build on that. I expect a big season from him and that team. Lots of goals, lots of assists with how they play. Tottenham won one nil. While the result was insignificant, the man who scored is Dele Alli. This is just he he can really be seen as a cautionary tale, especially for people who like the prospect and invest in young players, including myself. If soccer cards were a big thing in 2016, like they are now. The Dele Alli hype would have been out of this world. He had a 20-goal, 10-assist season in the Premier League for Tottenham, finished, was challenging for the title all year, was playing for England, starting for them in the Euros. Amazing, amazing year for him. And he's really, since 2018, has completely fallen off a cliff. And... That 2016 season was better numbers than anything Foden has done, better numbers than anything Grealish has done. And look where Ali is now, completely irrelevant in the card world and somewhat irrelevant in the footballing world too, though he's looking to climb his way back into the England team, you know, into that the heights he once was at. But just he's really someone to, like, think about when you're investing in young players like, this could all fall to pieces very quickly and I could lose all my money. So just you have to be careful when it comes to prospecting. Moving on to a prospect who started well, Mason Greenwood scoring a well-taken goal for United against Southampton as they stumbled to a 1-1 draw. But Greenwood has looked really good so far. He's looking like he's going to be starting week in and week out, and he's been amongst the goals so far. And with the service he's been getting from Pogba, you'd expect that to continue. But again, it's just they're so young. Anything could happen, good or bad. So you have to be prepared to ride that roller coaster and be prepared for the money you put in to go to zero. And that's just how it is. But we love it. It's prospecting. It's fun. I do it. You do it. Everybody does it. And then would I my pick to win the league, Chelsea, Looked really, really good against what admittedly is a very weak Arsenal side. Uh, but Lukaku bullied uh, Pablo Mari to score. Reese James with a great assist and a goal. Brilliant performance from him. And Chelsea looks the favorites to win the league right now. The only way I would say they don't win the league is if City were to sign Kane or if they get hit by a huge rush of injuries. Other than that, I would say they're the clear favorites right now. And Arsenal just looks a mess. Uh, two goals, two losses, no goals scored from them. It's looking like it's going to be a long season ahead for the Gunners, and I'm trying to hide my glee about this, but as a Spurs fan, I'm just loving it. And Arsenal is sitting next to at the Etihad, so good luck. They're going to need it.
And then this is a huge thing to come out this past week. So eBay released their state of trading cards da- data January 1st, 2021 through June 30th, 2021. So half the year, $2 billion in trading card sales. That's a 175% increase over the prior years in the same time frame. 130 cards sold a minute. And as you can see, soccer still, it's not the 1,500% growth we saw last year, but still 850% growth. I expect soccer to stay growing at that level or pretty close to it over the next couple of years. And you have a lot of reasons why. You have just cards as a phenomenon, not only growing in the U.S., but across the world. You see how big cards are in Australia and Asia. They're getting bigger in Europe and England. It's just, it's growing and growing and growing. And that'll only continue to happen. You have huge viewership increases in America for things like the Euros. The Euro final in the U.S. peaked at over 15 million viewers. Uh, It had an average at 11 million viewers, which is what the NBA finals were basically doing numbers-wise this year. Yet the Euros were doing that. It was an average of over 2 million viewers per match for the Euros in the group stage, which is, uh, it was like 1 million in the prior Euro. So that's a huge growth. The Gold Cup saw a ton of viewership. The CONCACAF Nations League saw a ton of viewership. You have a a U.S. men's national team in in a golden generation, which should really pique interest when you come to the World Cup next uh, following year. You have all these streaming services now in the U.S. increasingly basing their contact around soccer as a package and drawing numbers in and people watching. You have Peacock with the Premier League. You have Amazon buying rights. You have ESPN with ESPN Plus buying tons of soccer rights. And you're seeing that across the world too. And then you have video games like FIFA with tens and hundreds of millions of people play every year and they play ultimate team and they spend their money on virtual packs that are worth nothing at the end of the year when the new FIFA comes out. And if you can get a small portion of those people into cards, you're going to see more growth. And it's just cards are a growing phenomenon. You saw at the national, how many people were there? There are a lot more people with soccer walking around. It's just, Soccer's on the rise. It's the world's most popular sport. Yeah, it's just going to be fun to watch over the next couple of years. Moving into some mailbag for this week. Thank you to all who submitted questions. First, what would be some Canadian and Mexican players to invest in? I would say I'll give one for each. Alfonso Davies, I know he's the obvious answer for Canada, but he's one of the most popular players in the world. His girlfriend is one of the most popular female players in the world. So he's a huge audience on TikTok, on social media, on all of that. He's a fantastic player, a dynamic player, a super fun player to watch for Bayern in Canada. And Canada is a team that's probably going to make the World Cup, and he's going to be the face of that team when they do so. And then for Mexico, I think their best young player to look at is Diego Lainez, Tons of quality. He plays for Real Betis in Spain. Really, really good. And he's 18, 19 years old and already looking like one of their best players. He has a really bright future ahead of him too. Thoughts on uh, Champions League Inception? Love it. I want to see more high-end product in soccer. So this is a good first step for sure. What is the better investment? 2020-21 Topps Chrome Merlin or Topps Chrome Champions League? It has to be Topps Chrome Champions League. You have similar rookie classes, but Topps Chrome Champions League is that flagship product in the end, and Merlin isn't. And Merlin isn't really a product known that well known outside the soccer world. It's not really in 
basketball or baseball. Topps Chrome, obviously, as everyone knows, Topps Chrome is in the card market. So with those factors, going for a Topps Chrome is definitely the answer here. What is the next high-end soccer product that you are looking forward to? Well, it's not the next, but God, why? how is Panini not released another national treasures or flawless soccer, or eminent soccer? It's a, it's a disgrace. It really is. We need more on-card Messi autos, more, more on-card Ronaldo autos, more on-card Premier League player autos. We need it. It needs to happen. The market is... There's huge demand for it. We see the numbers that these on-card autos have been doing. People will buy them up like that. And it's just the collectability of it is huge. And I think the only reason I can think of that why they haven't been doing it is because of COVID. They haven't been able to get their people over to Europe to authenticate the signings and all that. Possibly. I don't know. But they need to get on that. Panini, Tops. I know you're losing your licenses to Fanatics and all that. You still have soccer if you're going to exist as companies. So let's go. Give us some national treasures, some flawless, some tops dynasty. Give us these high-end products because the market is craving it. And I'm going to use this question to talk briefly about the Fanatics and Tops and Panini drama. So Fanatics, if you haven't heard, I'm sure you have, has been securing the licenses in the next couple of years for the MLB, NFL, and NBA. The MLB is a huge chunk of Topps' card business. And obviously the NFL and NBA are huge for Panini. So what does that mean for the future of those companies? I don't know. I personally, my personal belief is that Fanatics will end up buying both of those companies for pennies on the dollar in the next couple of years and keeping them as legacy brands. So you're still going to be seeing stuff released I think under the Panini and the Tops mantle. And also you're going to be seeing some release under the Fanatics mantle. And it makes sense for them to buy the companies to Fanatics to buy the companies for the IP and for the existing infrastructure they already have put in place, the workers, the factories, all that stuff. It'd probably be cheaper in the end. I mean, I'm not an expert or anything, but I would just assume it'd be cheaper in the end for Fanatics to buy those companies and have to build out all of that stuff on their own. But we shall see. They definitely have the capital to build it all out if they want to do it their way. So it's going to be one to watch. Uh, what needs to be done to save Arsenal? Can't save them. I would suggest switching teams, switching to the better North London team and being a Tottenham fan. <laughs> Jokes aside, what needs to be done to save Arsenal? First thing on the list, fire Edu and get a better sporting director in there. You guys spent the most amount of money this summer out of any Premier League team. And have you really improved your team? Ben White doesn't look great. The Conga, like, it's just a bunch of meh. Arsenal, did they really get better? Ramsdale for $30 million? Eh, like, I don't know. Number two, I would say you have to sack Arteta. He's been down, his team has been down 17 times at the half. Never won one of those matches, only four draws, 13 losses. That tells you two things about him as a manager. A, he cannot inspire his players at all. And B, he doesn't know how to tactically adjust mid-game. So either he gets the game plan right from the start or Arsenal screwed and he's not going to adjust and make the changes needed to turn it around in the second half. So those two off the jump, if you – and people are saying, oh, Arsenal will go after Conti if they sack Arteta. 
that'd be a fantastic hire, but does he want to go to Arsenal? Does he believe he has the financial backing? There's some evidence that he does after this summer with the amount of money Arsenal spent, but you go off of prior years and you say, no, he wouldn't get the financial backing that he's looking for. But I would think the two highest priorities on the list, besides obviously the Arsenal dream is to get new owners and get the Kronkies out, but that doesn't seem likely, is a new sporting director and I think a new manager are both necessary to come in there and really turn that place around. But the players also, just a lot of them aren't good enough. And that's not going to change until you recruit better and move players on. But, yeah, that's just how it is for Arsenal at the moment. Predictions for Mbappe's prices over the next season? Well, I said this over when I did the little market report for a Vover Audio for a Slab Stocks. Over the next 18 months, I really do not believe that there's a better buy on the market now than Kylian Mbappe for a couple reasons. He's in this PSG squad that is obviously the favorites to win the Champions League. I think they do do it this year. And he's going to be scoring goals galore with Messi and Neymar feeding him. So the numbers are going to be there. A Champions League is going to be there. He already has a World Cup in the bag. He's the face of the French national team. You have a probable chance, possible probable transfer to Real Madrid this summer, probably the biggest or second biggest club in the world, and he'd become the face of that team. Then you have a World Cup in 2022 with France, where France is obviously going to be one of the favorites there to win it too. And if he goes to Real Madrid, they instantly become, instantly become a favorite to win both the La Liga and Champions League, which will obviously help his prices too. Barring catastrophic injury, like if he stays fit and just continues to perform as he has already in his career, it, it just makes he's going to win too much. He's going to score too much for his prices really just to not shoot through the roof. So, and I back in my talk, I'm walking this talk. I That's what I've been focused on buying is Mbappe stuff. Cause I firmly believe that over the next six months, 12 months and 18 months, he's the best buy on the market out there. Super long-term, no. It's obviously Messi, Ronaldo, the GOATs, Maradona, but just short-term return, I don't think you find better than Mbappe at the moment. This is a really interesting question here. Will the love for midfielder players grow, or is this just a case of uneducated buyers hoping to find gold? I think it's a mix of both. I think the market is starting to mature and recognize how important and how good these some of these midfielder midfield players are. But also it's people chasing out the hot name. Ooh, Camavinga, ooh, Bellingham, all this stuff. But I think I want to say more of it is people realizing how amazing these midfielders are and how these teams can't function without them and their prices are starting to rise accordingly. And uh, do you think Lewandowski is a good investment? Long-term, yes. He's one of the greatest strikers ever. He's a true legend of the game. And I, I don't really think you can go wrong, long, wrong hold, holding his stuff for the long term. Why are Mbappe 2018 Prism World Cup cards more desirable than his 2017 Topps Chrome? Uh, they're not anymore. They were a year ago, but it's really transitioned to his 2017 Topps Chrome. It's an earlier card. In my opinion, it's a better looking card. It, it's his first PSG card. The pop is lower. It's the first year of Topps Chrome. Champions League as a set, which is major too. So, yeah. What are your thoughts on the, the transition into this question? What are your thoughts on the 2017 Topps Chrome UCL set? Absolutely love it. 
but that and probably the 2014 Prison World Cup are my two favorite sets ever made for soccer. I love 2017 Topps Chrome. I love the, the look of those cards, the color and the refractors and all those look absolutely amazing. I love you first Topps Chrome for Bappe, Messi, Ronaldo, Pulisic, every big player, Harry Kane, De Bruyne, their first year Topps Chrome is in that set. And the cards really, really look spectacular in my opinion. And I think you cannot go wrong holding that set in wax long-term, buying the singles of the top players in that set long-term. And I think that's just one of those sets that's going to go down as iconic in the soccer hobby. And last, close it out with, uh, talked about Mason Greenwood a little bit at the beginning, but now you see his uh, market value. He's gone up in the past month. Up 14%, up $44. People are seeing the goals coming in and they're getting excited. And, and this change is being reflected in his rookie take at PSA 10. And if he continues to score goals, he has a chance of surpassing that high sale of $522. So again, there's definitely huge amounts of risk that come with investing in young players, especially a player like Greenwood who can be kind of volatile and whether he scores goals in bunches or he'll go 15 games without scoring a goal. So it's just, obviously you have to keep that in mind, but He's on the rise right now because his performance have merited that. That's going to do for this week. As always, like, comment, subscribe. Follow me, DM me at Premier Soccer Investing. If you have any questions, you want to talk footy, cards, all that. Thanks for watching and peace.